0: It's time for JT the Brick.
1: It's exactly what I dreaded. The best part is we're not done. Rolling into the Super Bowl, and it's an actual nightmare. I could care less. I don't like these two teams. I don't care about this game. I'm not rooting for either one. Is this a bucket list Super Bowl for you? It is absolutely not for me.
2: You can dislike the Chiefs.
1: You can disrespect the Chiefs. Let's just have a good time trashing these teams if we don't like them.
3: J.T. the Brick.
1: Believe it, baby, we're going
4: to Las Vegas, Nevada,
1: to go get us another one. Am I furious about it? Hell yeah, I'm furious about it. The only thing I can tell you is that we got to deal with it. We got to deal with it, and we got to make it work. But if I had my choice, I'd rather do it at Arrowhead. Does that mean you have to root for the Niners? Hell no. You don't have to root for anybody. No one's telling you what to do. The reason... To root against the Chiefs. If the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, they are documented a dynasty. I really can't believe this is happening. And now, live from Radio Row,
3: here's JT the Brick.
1: Yeah, JT, back with you. Hour number two. Tonight I jump on Mad Dog Sports Radio 4-7. Switch on over to that dial. We're double dipping for a couple of days. Live from Radio Row, uh, Mike North will join us in Chicago. Marcus Allen coming up here in a little bit. Solomon Wilcox, I've been interviewing. This is my 26th radio row, and I think I've had you the last 15 or 8 or 12 years in a row. Good to see you.
5: Sounds right. Uh, JT, always great to be on with you. Thank you.
1: And I get the Raiders team doctor that's as you're right. coinciding with this uh, Dr. Hansen joins us and this is great because of our connection with the silver and black and you're working with this gentleman
0: absolutely thanks for having me JT. I'm
1: thrilled to have you both here we'll get into knee, knee cartilage repair in a second Solomon a couple of things that's going on now we got panic in the Raider Nation on losing Cliff Kingsbury yeah. maybe getting get seed you played in the league and you got great contacts and now Eric enemy's out in the nation's capital Cliff Kingsbury goes there I'm trying to tell fans that when we're dealing with coordinators, not head coaches, Belichick's not in this cycle, Pete Carroll and Mike Rabel, but I see some fans really freaking out over who's the perfect OC or DC. How do you describe it?
5: Well, I think it's very important because uh, when we talk about quarterback development, it's really important that you have them in the right systems. It's also important that you have Uh, the best coaches uh, running and coordinating the best offenses around them. And when we talk about player development and especially quarterbacks, it's about being planted in the right garden um, and being tended to by the right coaches. We've seen the opposite of that, right? You take a Baker Mayfield going to the Cleveland Browns early in his career and uh, having multiple coaching staffs take over after one gets fired, another gets fired, another gets fired. That's how you really undermine the growth and the development mm-hmm. of a quarterback. So continuity matters. Um, the voice in that player's ear, particularly early in their mm-hmm. uh, tenure, really matters. Think about if you're a young quarterback and you've got Andy Reid as, as your head coach, your offensive coordinator, early in the year, every single year. And, and Alex Smith is there the first year, and you're able to sit mm-hmm. and learn. That's what Mahomes had. And those are like optimal environments for learning. So I do think there's something to it when you say, okay, who's going to be that coordinator? Because that's going to be your quarterback whisperer speaking and talking and helping develop that young quarterback. And it can be a huge determining factor if they go on – to have a positive trajectory, or if they go the other way.
1: You know Antonio Pierce, but you know Marvin Lewis even better. Yeah. That mentorship yeah. now with Tom Coughlin, who was involved yep. as they fired Josh McDaniels, and Antonio yeah. Pierce was auditioning for the job yeah. and won the job, I think, quite easily because of yeah. Max Crosby, Devontae, everybody mm. wanted to see him there. Tell me about Marvin Lewis and what type of mentor he could be for AP here to yeah. help get the Raiders to the next step, which would be the playoffs.
5: Everyone should know this about Marvin Lewis. Not only is he a really good coach, he's really good when it comes to talent evaluating. This is something Mm -hmm. that he learned in his early days um, as a linebacker coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mm -hmm. right? A team that's always drafted well, built well, and created a good coaching environment, and uh, a coacher for a football team. Later he goes to the Baltimore Ravens. John Wooten was an executive with the team at the time. Mm -hmm. Ozzie Newsome was the general manager at the time. So he also learned more about now talent evaluating, how to build a draft, how to build a football team. When he became a head coach with the Cincinnati Bengals, that was one of the reasons why they went after him, because they knew that he had those components. As well as being a really good coach, he's also – A good scout and good Mm -hmm. talent evaluator and a good roster builder. He took Cincinnati from – I use this analogy. They were like the Titanic sitting at the bottom of the ocean. And he raised them to the level where they're now competing with Baltimore and Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. for an AFC North Division title. They're competing to go to the playoffs every year. He did wonderful things for that program. And I think um, as a mentor to Antonio Pierce – he can really uh, provide a lot of wisdom, a lot of education and understanding for a lot of things that maybe Antonio hasn't experienced as a head coach yet. But Marvin can
1: help him to see around corners and down the road but what is to come I love hearing that Solomon Wilcox kind enough to join us NFL analyst a great broadcaster former player in the league and Dr. Chad Hansen who's the Raiders head team physician as we're talking about Macy knee cartilage repair by using your own cells, so pleasure to have you here with the Raiders in our backyard here and this opportunity how'd this come about
0: yeah this is great uh, I've been in Las Vegas for 14 years now and when the the move was was uh, made certain I spent the the very last year in Oakland going back and forth, meeting with personnel, getting to know the team, getting to know the all the, all the characters and the, and the needs of the, of the players. And then when they move, moved to Vegas, I started working with the team.
1: Fantastic. The transition's been amazing. And, Doctor, you've got to look at this. I've been here since 98 and commuted to Oakland for 17 years. Of oh, my 25 years, and I never dreamed this could happen. Mark Davis, and it goes back to Napoleon McCallum and the ideas that they had with the late Mr. Adelson to pull this off and then to get the NFL and, Solomon, I'll jump in with you to agree to this. And I've been telling everybody that it seems so easy now. Yeah. But it was so hard 5, 10, 15 years ago.
5: Because when many of us came into this league, I came in many years ago yeah. as a rookie in 1987. Um, we were all taught under uh, the late, great, um, well, Commissioner. Um, you know, Tag- yeah. yeah, Paul Taglibu, and, um, and even, you know, all the great owners. We were told, Stay away from casinos no gambling they put the fear of god in us that you never and so to to be able to try to look down the road and see that um there would be a team in las Mm. vegas representing the national football league let alone the raiders yeah it just wasn't even in our purview we just could not see it but the league kind of changed its stance they brought gaming in um to our league they understand they wanted to grow in different ways economically, and this was a portal to be able to do that. Um, and then, obviously, as Las Vegas has grown in its population, yeah, everyone started to think about, man, what if, right? And then as the league kind of changed its stance on gaming and started to think about Las Vegas as a larger uh, metropolis, particularly when you talk about combining sports and entertainment, I don't know that there's a more perfect city for that. And so I think that's how we got here, and we've seen it now just kind of take
1: off. I saw it today when Wayne Newton kicked off the press conference. I said, okay, now yeah. this is entertainment. This is big, yeah. Uh, Dr. Hansen, I want to talk about knee repair, using your own cells, and dealing with NFL players. Compared to now, I keep hearing about my buddies, I'm in my 50s, blowing out their knees playing pickleball. So what's the difference between a star athlete and dealing with a Max Crosby or someone else with an injury, and then the common guy who's out there, the weekend warrior, that wants to get
0: their knee repaired correctly? Well, I think the great thing about Macy is that it does uh, work for the weekend warrior and Mm -hmm. the high-level athlete. For someone that has a discreet Uh, and or small cartilage lesion but the rest of the knee is is healthy we can use their own tissue their own cells to grow new cells and to create a tissue repair in that defect
1: excellent Uh, one other quick thing on this when you look at all the athletes that you've worked with in the past what is the biggest change in regards to the evolution of knee surgeries that now makes it much easier maybe more expensive less expensive and how do we connect that to Macy
0: that's a great question. I think one of the biggest changes over the last few years is realizing that the biology takes time, mm-hmm. that, that to heal an injury, historically, we would say an ACL is a six-month injury. Well, with the exception of Adrian Peterson, an ACL is not a six-month injury. It's an <laughs> eight to yeah. nine-month injury. And the same with cartilage repair. You, you can't rush this. You are harnessing your own cells, but you have to let them mature. You have to let them heal. And so we've really changed our rehab program to allow the biology to help and to really get them back to a point where their strength, their endurance, their durability is where it needs to be before they're back on the field.
1: Fantastic. That's Dr. Chad Hansen. He's the Raiders' head team physician, which is an honor for me to talk to him and Solomon Wilcox, who I've talked to for decades here as we talk about media. I'm jumping over on Mad Dog tonight on Mm -hmm. SiriusXM where you're always in that space too. Uh, Finally, some NFL talk. Solomon, I've been telling everybody because you played safety and you were a physical player. I'm blown away that the Ravens didn't put their hands on Kelsey. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Because we deal with this with the Raiders all the time. Yeah. I mean, Kelsey's going to the Hall of Fame mm. for what he did against the Raiders. Yeah. So is Tyreek Hill, <laughs> LaDainian Tomlinson. You always know he's got a couple of players that do good against the team because you yeah. see him twice
4: a year. That's right.
1: So I tune into the Ravens game and Kelsey ends up with eleven targets and eleven receptions. Uh huh. What happened? That's John Harbaugh and an elite stat that didn't guard him at times yeah. and let him dominate the game i would assume the niners with warner and greenlawn and those physical linebackers yeah. won't allow that and mike
5: mcdonald the defensive yes. coordinator who really is great defensive coordinator they had given up the fewest points per game of any team in the national football league all season long and you're right um if you come into a game and you had a game plan on how to stop that offense or at least slow them down is you want to take away his number one target and that is travis kelsey and it's not only just getting hands on on him to disrupt his timing and release in the passing game, but also give help over the top. And they had a young player in Kyle Hamilton who's a good player, but at the end of the day needed help covering Travis Kelsey, who who was in good coverage, but Kelsey is just too good. But you're right. He went 11 of 11, right? Every time he was targeted, he caught the ball. Clearly they needed to do more.
1: Gentlemen, thanks for joining this. We appreciate, Macy. You're going to make the circuit here for a couple of days. What's, uh, what, what does Vegas have in store for you? Because I would assume the doctor knows the great restaurants like I do in town. You're probably going to have a couple of nice meals. I, I
5: spend my evenings with a nice cigar um, and uh, a nice little uh, brandy or, you know, even even a high-end tequila. I'll do just one little glass, one little glass and a cigar. That's how I'll spend my evening. I uh, don't want to eat too much. It's a long week. i got to pace fit. myself. And we
1: got <laughs> Ditka Jaws Thursday night, which is a See? great cigar, which See? I'm a big part of that there all the years you go. for Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. look forward to doing it again. JT,
5: you're the best. All appreciate you. All the best, you. man.
1: Take care, guys. Thanks a lot for coming on. Really appreciate you. All right, fantastic to talk to them, and especially to have Dr. Hansen here, who I'm connected with the Raiders now. Fantastic as we keep going here. We're going to have Mike North from Chicago on Luke Getze. Marcus Allen is supposed to check in. And we'll go from there. We've got a lot more to get to. We want to take your phone calls at 702-365-9200. And we'll get you here on the radio and get your opinion on exactly what's happening. If you're a Raider fan and you're a little bit concerned about the timeline of what's going on, uh, let us know. If you're okay with it and you're calm and you think everything's going to be smooth, great. Let's hear, let's hear from some voices of reason along the way. That's all we're asking for, and we'll see what happens because – The big lesson I learned that I was talking to Q about it, until it's official, it's not official. Until the Raiders put it out at Raiders Twitter, that's when you know everything is. And from all the – I did a podcast this weekend that I did really quickly because everybody was freaking out about losing Cliff Kingsbury. And I said, well, why are you worried about this? It was never official. And then people started really getting worried about when's the next thing going to be official or not. It all becomes official when the deal is signed. And we know this because we're the flagship station here. So that's the way we like to jump into these debates and have these conversations. So I'm going to keep moving here. we got a couple more people we want to get up to, and we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 with all of our partners that are here. I wanted to jump in and get you an opinion on what's going to happen next coming up. And all the Hall of Famers, we confirmed Howie Long, Marcus Allen, Rod Woodson, We'll get those guys coming up here over the next couple of days. Thanks again to Solomon Wilcox and Dr. Chad Hansen. That is the first product we helped sell this week, and it is Macy when it comes to knee cartilage repair. You can find out all about that by just going to Macy, M-E-C-I.com. Good to have Bobby back. We appreciate that, and we'll get to your phone calls on the other side. Live from Radio Row in beautiful downtown strip vegas here at mandalay bay man this is a nice place to be It was really cool to be out here walk through here today we have the nfl slot machines right next to us and q secured a great spot for us we got a big rest of the show it's going fast about 45 minutes if you're a raider fan you want to get in tell us all about it as we continue here on the flagship of the silver and black
4: Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelsey. Comes back to the ball and holds
2: it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis
1: Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. Well, it's Travis Kelsey. Someone better put their hands on him. If he has 11 targets and 11 receptions in the Super Bowl, I'll lose my mind. JT, as we're live from Radio Row here, our in-depth team coverage of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, and when this Luke Getze news came out that he looks to be the hire for the Raiders, I brought in the King of Chicago, who knows the Bears and everything better than anyone I know. The great Mike North joins us. Mike, thanks for coming on A Late Notice. Good to talk to you, my friend.
3: Always for you, buddy. How you doing, JT? Hope you're having a good
1: time. I am, and I want to bring this up first before we get going. I tell this story all the time. My first radio row, 1998. I knew who everybody was in the business. You know my background as a stockbroker. I studied everybody, Mm -hmm. and I had you. I had your name in my apartment on the wall, along with some other individuals, Mike and the Mad Dog, and I said, how do I get to meet this guy He's the biggest guy in radio, and introduced myself. I introduced myself, and that's where our friendship began because you gave me the time of day as a young broadcaster, and you brought me along. And when I think of the Super Bowl, I think of you.
3: Well, thanks, JT. That's huge. You know what? At the time, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Walked right up to me. I Shook did. Hands. And I-, I was on 17 different radio rows <laughs> in my uh, career, and one of the great ones was meeting you. Uh, you know great stories on radio Well, one quick one. I remember a quarterback I know you do too, Derek Anderson. He had a hot year. he had signed with the Cleveland Browns, and uh you know there were people coming in and out football players, and I hear about this the next day i I'm on the air and I'm just blasting the deal. How could you sign Derek Anderson to this type of money? he was he had a great year. I'm happy for him, but he's even though no, he's stealing uh we're going to take a quick time out. We'll be back with our next guest coming up. It was Derek Anderson sitting at the table as I was saying this, <laughs> and our producer had brought him over. And he uh, heard it, and uh, I said, I'm going to say the same thing on the air now that I'm going to say to you. And he was cool about it, and he said, Hey, I had, the timing was great. Everything else was great, but I could understand. It's the nature of sports where people are going to doubt me. You wait and see, and as we... Waited and see. It never panned out for him. But that's one of the stories. You get Joe Namath walking up to you. Joe Montana walking up to you. Just a a, a candy store for guys like you and me.
1: No doubt. The great Mike North, kind enough to join us. So Luke Getzey. The fans are literally freaking out, and that's not me ripping Raider fans behind their back. I'm talking to all of them on the flagship. Mm-hmm. They lost their mind when Cliff Kingsbury, the deal fell, fell out over contract terms. You've done some of the biggest contracts in the history of sports mm-hmm. radio. Every once in a while, a contract hits a snag. So for Getzee mm-hmm. to come in here, Raider fans want to know, why are we going with a run-oriented guy who had Justin Fields and didn't take Justin Fields to the next level?
3: Well, because Justin Fields might never get to the next level. And Justin Fields had a horrible record with the Bears, or has. Uh, Justin Fields has never thrown for 3,000 yards. uh, To give you an example, or no Bear quarterback has ever. But Justin Fields, uh, they led the league, or they were tops in rushing because Justin Fields was too slow to release the football. Justin Fields couldn't make the progressions. Uh, This uh, guy, Getzey, was basically... Uh, and before the O.C. before him, we basically forced. Here's a guy we traded up for, Justin Fields, who the media seems to love, and he didn't know how to play the position. I mean, when I was younger and in this business, and I know I'll name you two three guys that knew how to play the position, a, wow. a quarterback before they even got in. One was Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly knew how to play the position. Billy Testo knew how to play the position. Justin Fields does not know how to play the position. Now, he may go somewhere else and do better. But Getzey was forced, and the whole league knows it, because he had interviews from two, three others. They're not blaming him because Fields can't release the football. I mean, the day that the Bears lost to the Packers, Jordan Love held the ball for 2.8 seconds. Fields, on the average, with blocking, held it for 3.6 seconds of play. And then he wants to run all the time. Mm -hmm. Give Getzey a decent quarterback. That quickness. We had a second stringer, Bajan, Division Three. He was two and two. Gets rid of the football faster than Fields. Knows how to play the position. May not be as talented as Fields ever, but knows how to play the position. And so I think the Raiders got a good one. And the Bears right. basically hired Shane Waldron, who Pete Carroll wouldn't even give a hire to, right. Or a, or an interview to. And the Bears hire him. And now I'm hearing he's going to take us to places that nobody can let me tell you this he's luke getsy he's luke getsy they're the same guys and luke getsy i think was a better uh, quarterback and with some better uh, organization around him we'll get the job done for raider fans
1: mike north is our guest so this is important mike because i thought mm-hmm. if luke Getzey didn't come to the raiders that maybe justin fields would be a good fit for the raiders because the raiders have 13 they're probably not going to get one of the top three quarterbacks they know what justin fields can get they could franchise tag him And I've always believed we've both been doing this for a long time. Just because a quarterback Mm -hmm. isn't great year one and two, he can develop into a Hall of Famer. It's happened. There are indications that other guys can do it. So you've been really accurate on Mitch Trubisky, who is better than most people thought of. And then you look at going back to Jim McMahon, your good friend. Chicago's Mm -hmm. really failed miserably in developing quarterbacks over the years in a major market. So who's to blame for Justin Fields? And can the guy revolutionize his career because he's a great runner if he's got a good quarterback coach in O.C.? You
3: know what? He might be able to get you so far. Okay. But he would be a poor man's Lamar Jackson. To me, mm-hmm. I'd rather have Derek Carr. And I hate to Raider oh. fans. If you get Justin Fields, I don't think you'll ever win anything. And let's not forget, Antonio Pierce and Eberflus, two young coaches or mm-hmm. two coaches that are just getting started. All the due respect for both of them. I think Eberflus did a good job. I think if they have a better quarterback, they'll win more games next year. Same thing goes for Pierce. The Kingsbury thing, I think, was the same thing happened with the Bears. Mm. They interviewed him. But here's what I think happened, JT, and maybe I'm wrong. I see if things start out bad for either team, the heir apparent head coach, if the offenses are playing good, but the team's not playing well, was standing right next to Pierce and to Eberflus and I don't think that's a good feeling, and I don't always wonder what the agenda is. I think Kingsbury wants to be a head coach, and, and I think that maybe he'll get another chance, but I think that had something to do with it. I think that uh, it's better that you guys got Getsy. He knows his job. He's got something to prove. He was tarnished because of the inability of a, a young man to play the quarterback position at an NFL
1: pace. The great Mike North as we wrap it up. So, Mike, uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention, Looney and I did a podcast the other day on this breaking news phenomenon now. It's Adam Schefter, if it's Ian Rappaport, whoever it is. If you're not accurate and you're not positive a deal is going to get done and you report it and say sources said it's a done deal – People freak out. Uh, you started this along with me before the Internet was invented, mm-hmm. and people, people mm-hmm. always wanted to break news, and you're in the top media market, one of them in Chicago. Mm-hmm. How has mm-hmm. the world changed where you get your information now to deem it reliable or not because it seems like a lot of big names care about getting it first instead of getting it right? There's no doubt
3: about it. You and I didn't play this game, and I'll tell you why. I didn't go on the year and neither did you, I don't think. I went on the year to, to be the guy, the kid on the street corner. Not to break stories. That's a journalist's job. I was never, uh, I don't consider myself a journalist, number one. Number two, when you see uh, a guy, uh, we, uh, and when I was in Chicago, I made a lot of the news. I mean, I, I used to hang out with Harbaugh. I'm so happy for Jimmy. I used to hang out with Jeremy. I used to hang out with some of the players, just like you do with some of the Raider things. I mean, I got these guys into my confidence, but then they, they, people couldn't believe I'd blast them if they didn't do the job. Well, that's called honesty. And you make news that way, if you're honest. I could not believe, with all due respect, a guy gets it completely wrong, uh, Colin Cowher, and he says, basically, you know what? Uh, Caleb Williams' camp doesn't want to come to Chicago. This is what I understand. Well, then he becomes a hero when he gets it wrong. I mean, he, should, he was given airtime in Chicago for something that he got completely wrong that wasn't, uh, I mean, I would never come on to, you could say, hey, speculation is," But then Caleb Williams Camp had to actually call the guy and say, you're wrong. So what choice did he have then? And then there's, there's uh, stations that save him by bringing him on and saying, hey, you know,
1: you were wrong, but we heard about it. It's a bunch of nonsense, period. You nailed it, Mike. One report that isn't accurate could send everybody on this crazy frenzy right. where they're just going nuts because they believe, and they believe a host who's wrong about four times a show and never yeah, gets absolutely. it right. Who never gets it right. And then you go, well, why are we believe in that? But it, that's what, what it's about. That's why I wanted to talk to you today about Getzee because, you know, the Raiders hired McDaniels. And the fans never gave him a chance. The fans were right, you know. But I work for the mm-hmm. team. I'm not going to say I'm not going to not interview the head coach. Uh, and then he ends up getting fired. We pivot to Antonio Pierce and all as well. But every once in a while, you got to give a coach an opportunity to accept the job, welcome the coach in into a facility and a fan base, and let's see what he can do. And that's why I wanted your perspective on Getsy The well, type of guy he is. Yeah. Yeah,
3: r- real quick. I mean, to blame the OC, I'm tired of I, – I coached for six years high school basketball. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was the assistant to a great coach, Tom Les, LES, whose who's brother Jimmy was a three-point champ and grew up here in Niles, Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, and, and played for Sacramento coaches down at Cal Davis now. And I said to him, you think we're ready to play? He goes, yeah, but we're not playing. I mean, all of a sudden it's <laughs> the coaches' fault because players can't execute what they're taught. I mean the nonsense that that, that I, I said getsy never threw a pass and I will say this real quick to everybody. I watch the whole league folks every week. Every coordinator has two, three bad games a year. Everyone, yeah. including the Ravens offensive coordinator, just recently. So when you when you go to lock somebody's head off Count the number of bad games the quarterback has compared to some very good games that were called by Kessie. Yeah, he had a couple of weak ones because he's got to call the plays according to what type of quarterback he has. That's, that's simple, folks, and he just couldn't open, up, he couldn't open up the repertoire with Justin Fields. That's all I'm saying.
1: Thank you, Mike. Good to talk to you. I hope to see you soon here again. I always think you at the Super Bowl. You gave me a big break in my career and life, and uh, you know how much I care about you. Thanks for doing this.
3: I love you, man, and, you know, it just seems like getting to the airport, and that was a struggle, buddy.
1: (laughs) I'll see you, Jay. Take care, buddy. There's Mike North, who's just the best. And, again, I really think a good job today by our team to get Albert Breer, Paul Gutierrez, and then get Mike North on Getze. He knows more about Luke Getze than anybody in this town, I can promise you, because he's a Bears guy. He's a Bears legend. He just told you give him a shot here. But it is kind of confusing about what's happening with him and is he the second choice he wasn't the first choice we all know that it was cliff kingsbury so how do you move on if your first choice and the deal doesn't come about do you get upset about the the language of the contract Do you get set at uh, upset at the coach i'm surprised at how many people are more upset at the raiders than cliff kingsbury but then again i give cliff kingsbury credit if he didn't like the deal if he had Cold feet, didn't want to do it, didn't like the fact that it was only two years instead of three. He's a big boy. Go where where you want. He goes to the Washington Commanders. Am I the only guy here at Radio Row that realizes the Washington Commanders are much farther down the rung of the pole than the Las Vegas Raiders? The Las Vegas Raiders are a borderline playoff team. Beat the Chiefs on Christmas Day, and now we're taking a look at what we're seeing here with the Washington Commanders. The team's a dumpster fire, an absolute dumpster fire, so they get Cliff Kingsbury. Well, it'll easily, easily be easy for us to track this to see how he does coming up. Hey, quickly, time is running out. Uh, the Raiders, the Black Hole, our great friends at the Black Hole. Go to theblackhole.com. They have Antonio Pierce from 3 to 5 p.m., and A.J. Cole and Daniel Carlson coming up big uh, game weekend. That's Saturday, February 10th at Flanker from 1 to 5 p.m. The Black Hole has Antonio Pierce. Uh, That will be a great event. Go to theblackhole.com and check it all out. Hey, rest of the show, about 20 minutes left. Let's hear from some Raider fans. Uh, You're all freaking out over the weekend. You ruined my Saturday afternoon. I want to hear from you today now as we're live from Radio Row and what you think is going to happen here, 702-365-9200. A lot of our content will also be at Raiders.com. You can find it there. And check me out tonight and tomorrow night at Mad Dog Sports Radio from 4 to 7. Q is here. He's coming up next. As we continue on, Bobby is back in studio. Your phone call's coming up the rest of the way. 702-365-9200. Brought to you by Grimaldi's, a proud partner this week. The best pizza I've ever had. Grimaldi's head on out to the four locations here in the Valley as we continue on. One more to go, and we'll see what we have because there's always a surprise coming up. Honored to be here from Radio Row in Las Vegas, where we live on the flagship of the Silver and Black. This is Raider Nation Radio. Let's
0: move on to the next game, Trav. Uh, She's fourteen. Raiders twenty. Yeah, man. That yeah. was uh that was embarrassing. Not a Merry Christmas in Arrowhead. What do you got? What are your what are your first thoughts? I mean, we just we handed we handed that team a win on Christmas. We literally played Santa and gave them a present. I mean I'd be hard pressed to disagree with you, but let's uh All I got for you is that we are that was embarrassing. Um everybody in the building knows how embarrassing that was. JT, back
1: with you, and that's Pat McAfee from the Pat McAfee Show as we continue on. JT, live from Radio Row as we continue on. Last call for phone calls, and again, uh, you, the great fans of the Raider Nation, are the reason I'm here. I cannot be here without the Raider Nation the Raider flagship, but some of you beer Twitter guys who blank and moan about everything, you're nowhere to be found when we got an open line. You're complaining all day long about Clint Kingsbury, you're on Twitter, you got your beer muscles going crazy, and I'm sitting right in the middle of Raider Nation Radio on Radio Row and cat got your tongue. So I just want to bring that up because the Twitter tough guys, as they like to say, Cofield had that term years ago, you're nowhere to be found you know where to be found, but you, you can fly, You can find, hang out on Twitter and say that Cliff Kingsbury and the team's falling apart. Just throwing that out for you as we continue. If you'd like to get through, anybody who's positive or negative, we're ready for you, 702-365-9200. Again, we want to thank our proud partner, Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love, man. The only thing that's missing is the Raising canes right here. As I'm looking to my right, we have the slot machines from Aristocrat, so they actually do have NFL slot machines that you see in all the casinos here, wherever they're a partner of. And I cannot believe I'm sitting in a radio row with slot machines. Do we know, Q, if those are activated? Those slot machines are they just there for good? Can people actually bet on them? They work. They work, but, but you. Can't you get You can't get any money out of it. Okay, because that would be ballsy. That would be ballsy if you could do your show on Radio Row and then jump in. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, we got some sound from him. Stephen A. is either going to join me tonight or tomorrow night on what's been happening here. Listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say today on First Take.
4: But I am not exaggerating when I say this. Cliff Kingsbury, the now former coach for the Arizona Cardinals, I challenge anybody in football – to tell me I'm wrong about this. This man is more, is more known for his relationships with quarterbacks and that fly-ass crib he had during the NFL draft when COVID was going on and we saw way he was. He's more known for that than he is for winning football games. That is a fact. There's, it cannot be disputed. OK, and so when I look at it from that perspective and we talk about things and I'm going to go here, doggy, we talk about diversity and we certainly saw black coaches getting hired and all of that other stuff. That's not where I'm going. I'm saying from an historical perspective, we look at a guy like Cliff Kingsbury and you know what we see as black folks? Oh, see, see, this is what this is the kind of stuff that don't happen for black folks. So you're in college, right? And you got a good relationship with Colin Murray. So we got the number one overall pick. We Arizona. So we're going to hire you because you ingratiated yourself with a kid in this family, and you the right guy for the job. That works out for you with one playoff appearance in four years, okay, and one win in one season and winning record. Now we fast forward years later. Now you're the offensive coordinator. Why you get that job? Because they got the number two overall pick. And Caleb Williams is talking about, that's my dog. A puppy. Ain't thrown a damn pass in the National Football League yet. Okay, wet, breath, Great, incredible talent. But breath smelling like Similac. Wet behind the ears. Ain't throw a damn pass in the NFL. But he vouchin'. Oh, that's my dog. That's my dog right there. And you get the offensive coordinator's job. It doesn't seem to me... Like there are bona fide football reasons as to why Cliff Kingsbury is the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. You couldn't produce but so much in college. You're damn sure didn't do it in the pros, but somehow, some way, job opportunities come your way. As the great Don King once said, only in America, baby, only in America.
1: Wow, uh, that is pretty strong. So why would I play that today? No reason. I like Cliff Kingsbury. I thought he was going to be the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. He's not. I move on. I could care less. Zero. And you just heard Stephen A. ripping Kingsbury, ripping him for his track record. As some fans wanted him and wanted him in a big way. So with everything that we're talking about here, it's about balance. It's about how crazy will you get for a player or a coach. And then when that player or coach doesn't become available, how do you settle back in and calm down a bit? And, again, I think most people wanted Cliff Kingsbury. So did I. That is not a problem. He didn't take the job. Was it a contract snag? Yeah. You heard Albert Breer early in the show point us right through it. If they want to give him three years because they're paying a whole bunch of other guys for contracts after they got fired, I think the Raiders, if they lose out on Cliff Kingsbury, we'll know. We'll know how they lost out on it, and Raider fans will continue to pound that. If Luke Getzey ends up getting the job and it's official and he does a great job, We'll see what Raider fans say about that. Let's get out to Mike in Staten, Italy. Mikey, check in here at uh, Jersey, in Jersey. Mike, how are you? Thanks for calling. Hey, JT, how are you? I'm really good, Uh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, As far as Cliff Kingsbury goes, he doesn't want to be
3: here. Who cares? You know, I mean, we need people who are committed. We need people who have the Antonio Pierce mentality. And you know, I wish they'd look at I mean I don't know I don't know much about the guy from the Bears that they're looking at. Mm-hmm. you know I don't know I don't know why they're not looking at Frank Wright or maybe the enemy for offensive coordinator, but you know, as far as Super Bowl week goes, it's a tough week with the Chiefs, but you know what, I'm a Yankee fan. I watched the Red Sox celebrate on the field in two thousand four. I'll get over this just clean the place out next week when it's done.
1: Thanks for the call, Bree. you got it, thank you for checking in well. I wanted Kingsbury because he's flashy and I know he could run the air raid and I want to open up the offense. You know, if you've heard me over the years here with the Raiders, I always tell you the same thing. I just don't there's one problem I have with offensive coordinators in general. And Getsy likes to run the ball and Antonio Pierce wants to run the ball. I don't like the hand up off the middle, up the middle on first and ten. I hate it. So on first and ten, if you're just gonna run it into the pile, I always tell you I hate that. And then if it's second and ten and you try to run the ball again into the pile, I lose my mind. I do. So I'd like to see with Devontae Adams and Trey Tucker and Michael Mayer a bunch of rolling out and just elaborate offensive play calling with the weapons that we have. Now if Josh Jacobs is back, the Raiders would have to figure out a contract for them. I think this is good for Josh because he gets a run-oriented offensive coordinator, as it looks, And what will that be, a tight end? I think Michael Mayer will like that because he's a pretty good blocker and he could work off a run game if they're going to stuff the box and he can get open and make some big plays. But in general, whoever gets the offensive coordinator job officially, just like the defensive coordinator when Patrick Graham got it, comes down to the same thing. You better be able to evolve in the middle of a game. And that was my biggest criticism, which I got wrong on Josh McDaniels. He never evolved with his offensive play calling. I thought he was an absolute wizard. Colin plays, especially with Brady and Gronk and Edelman and everything they had. I didn't see any of that with the Raiders. I thought if you go back, if he would have been more aggressive, he would have kept his job. And does everybody forget I was on the trip when the Raiders lost to the Chicago Bears and they ran it down our throat? When they ran it down our throat and we lost to that quarterback, right? When you looked at all of this, that was Getze. And that's what they were doing there. So when I look at all of this one game at a time. We'll see what the final decision here is, but there's a lot of work going on, and we're going to figure it out. But the Raiders, just look at the Raiders' Twitter, not at anybody else's Twitter that tells you it's a done deal. You never hear that when you're on the show with me. I tell you it's a done deal when it's a done deal, and if I think it's close, I'll tell you they're close on a done deal. That was never the case on Cliff Kingsbury. People were reporting it, but it wasn't a done deal. 702 365 9200 as we continue on. Joe. Is right here in Vegas. Joe, thanks for calling in. What's going on?
2: Hey, JT. Hi, Joe. I like the pick. I like the OC, man. I Really, I do. The one that we think that's going to be it. He's a no-name guy. I think the Raiders, in the last couple of years, we did these these uh, big names. It didn't work out for us. Hopefully, this guy gets the He can bring us some balance. I like running the ball. We still got to go downfield. Mm -hmm. We got to hit him downfield because that's the Raider way, the long bombs and stuff like that. We need to get that quarterback, but I think it's going to work. And I really, as a Raider fan, I want to just pound the rock. I know it's old school, pound the rock and then go downfield. We got a good, we got, uh, we, we, we got a good tight end and stuff. Hopefully Mm -hmm. we can utilize him. More next year, and he could stay healthy. But I like the direction we're going. I didn't like Josh McDaniels, but I backed him because he was the coach. But as the season ticket holder right now, I'm happy.
1: Good. Thanks for your call- phone call. We really needed that, and we like to hear that because we don't know what's going to happen with the offense and pounding the football. Pounding the football is a necessity when you're doing it at the right time with down and distance. Now, if the Raiders want to turn into a team that's going to run the ball to try to be first or second in the league with rushing attempts, I don't like that. I, I don't. But if that's the direction that Antonio Pierce wants to go in and Tom Telesco wants to go in, who the hell cares what I think? i, I just like to see in a more of an explosive Al Davis attack, throw deep, the vertical game, and all of that. And you've got to evolve with the talent that you have. If we didn't have Devontae Adams here, if we didn't have Trey Tucker here, if we didn't have Michael Mayer here, I'd say run it, run it every two downs. But here I'd like to see a faster pace. The biggest thing, if I get a chance, whenever it happens, if it's official, to talk to Luke Getzey, the thing that I want to talk to him about is up-tempo. I said that with Coach Gruden, who's been a good friend of mine and a confidant. I've said it to Josh McDaniel's face in the coach's interview. I've said it to Antonio Pierce sitting right in front of me. I'd like to see the Raiders on offense play faster with more of their hair on fire understanding that the third quarter matters as much as the fourth quarter that you got to put the ball in the air and you got to do it fast that's it and maybe this guy's got to do it if not we'll see what happens here here's adam Schefter from earlier today also as we look at what happened with this pass on the pat mcafee show his opinions on the raider timeline and i guess you would be the one to be able to answer this so when people just kind of Like Cliff Kingsbury and the Raiders were just understood to be taking place.
6: So just both sides are there. Well, the the language, it's always the language. And the language in the Cliff Kingsbury to the Raiders case was the Raiders are expected to hire him. And they were. There was an agreement. They wanted to hire him. He wanted to go. And then they had a disagreement over the contract terms. Now, 98, 99% of the time, they're able to resolve the differences so that when it's reported that a team is expected to hire Pat McAfee as their punter or their offensive coordinator, the host of their show, whatever it may be, that deal is gonna get done. In this particular case, the rare case, it didn't.
1: I guess that's true. Because right? I mean, when it was announced about our ESPN deal, we, we are nowhere near signed. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. There you
6: yeah. go. And we're like, hey, right. yeah. exactly. Yeah. So so who who made it such that the deal is done? So that's why. I'm always very careful, a lot of people are, about the language used. Like, the Raiders plan to hire Cliff K. They expected that. He's not hired. He didn't sign his contract. They're hiring him. Well, they were hiring him until they weren't. Interesting. And, then he, and then Washington's hiring him. So, But it's interesting because, again, all these cases of all these coaches, like it comes out on Carolina, Dave Canales, we reported, oh, he's getting hired. And right away, I got texts, hey, it's not done. It's not done. And then eight hours later, it was done, because it almost always gets done. There's an understanding it's going to get done. But in this particular case uh, with Cliff Kingsbury... Talks collapsed over the length of the contract. That doesn't make any sense.
5: So did you think it was like buyer's remorse
0: there for the Raiders? Why they wouldn't just give another year like most teams do? Do you think, like, why do you think
6: that happened? With the I, Raiders? I, I think they just, I'm guessing that they just thought that they could get it done at the length that they wanted. And I think that they probably thought that it wouldn't be an issue, but it was an issue. You you never know exactly what's going to be important to somebody in, during the course of a negotiation and whether something like that could wind up Uh, breaking a deal, breaking an agreement. And in this particular case, it obviously was very important to Cliff to get that third year. And it was very important to Las Vegas not to give the third year. And neither side was willing to give. And so he leaves and they don't get it done when both sides thought it was going to get done.
1: Wow. So that's tremendous content from the Pat McAfee show. So you've heard, you've heard today from Albert Breer. We had him on live. You heard from Paul Gutierrez. You heard some sound bites from Adam Schefter. I think we covered the Lou Getze story about as good as we could cover it. I mean I don't know what more we can do. And why why Kingsbury decided that he didn't want to have the deal because he didn't get that extra year. And we'll be able to go back we'll be able to go back and look at this deal a year or two from now and say it was a bad decision by the Raiders, or you'll say it's a great decision. But I understand why everybody is kind of on edge about that, no doubt about that. Thanks to everybody today, Bobby, for putting the show together, all of our guests, and all of our proud partners. As we're wrapping this up, I'm heading over to SiriusXM. We'll be there from 4 to 7. Q's got a big show lined up. We've got a great setup here. This is really nice, what we're dealing with here, and we'll be here all week. Remember, Friday I'll be live from Cafe Americano. That's right outside Caesars. Great location. That'll be fun. The weather hopefully will improve. By that time, and we'll have some great weather and the ability to talk to some legends outside and do all of that. I'm honored to be here in Las Vegas where I live so we don't have to travel to the Super Bowl and Radio Row. It's really cool. Our whole team is here from ESPN Radio 1100 to the entire teams here on Raider Nation Radio and the Raiders. We're going to have really good content that I'll be a part of every morning from 10 a.m. to noon. Before we uh, kick off the show, we booked Joe Joe Montana. He'll join us Thursday at 10.05, so we're going to have that, and we'll reposition it here on the show. That's what we're going to do. We're going to take a lot of interviews and content from our show and other shows and put it together here and give you the best that we have. Thanks again to Grimaldi's, our proud partner here all week from Radio Row. Thanks for listening. Check me out tonight from 4 to 7 p.m. on Sirius XM and leave it here on Raider Nation Radio. Have a great day, everyone.
4: Appreciate it. Thank you guys.